Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Again, everybody, great to have you on board. We're going to talk a little football today, but first, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by my good friends at New Works Plumbing. New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. Whether it's leak detection, water line repair, plumbing repair, bathroom plumbing, New Works is a full service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, They've got a fix for you. And remember, if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. That's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Hey, coming up next week on Friday, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. We'll uh, pick his brain on both the college and the NFL. College football beginning next weekend. And, of course, the National Football League, the first full weekend of games beginning on September 11th, which, of course, uh, the kickoff is on September 8th. So let's get right to it. All right. Why don't we start in the NFC? And coming up on Tuesday's show, I will preview the AFC. Let's start in the West. Remember when the NFC West used to be as tough of a division as there was in the National Football League. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Seattle that looks putrid. The Seahawks obviously going in a different direction when they traded Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. So when you look at the NFC West, let's get right into it. Obviously, the best talent from top to bottom, and I don't think anybody would disagree with this, are the L.A. Rams. However, Will there be a Super Bowl hangover with the Rams? What about Matthew Stafford's elbow? Would you be concerned about that going into the season? Clearly, they've got the best talent on offense. They have the best talent on defense. And they have a tremendous coach in Sean McVay. But again, we talk about will there be a Super Bowl hangover? When you look at the Rams' schedule, they open up obviously to start the season to celebrate their Super Bowl win against the Buffalo Bills. Many people think this will be the Bills' year. Josh Allen and the Bills come into town, and this is going to be one hell of an opening game for both these teams. Then the Rams go to Atlanta, or excuse me, then they host Atlanta, easy game. Then this is interesting. Weeks three and four, divisional games at Arizona, at San Francisco, home Dallas, home Carolina before their bye week. 
So I think we're going to get a pretty good indication after that November 3rd game, excuse me, the October 3rd game against the 49ers, exactly whether or not there will be a Super Bowl hangover for this team. Now remember, when you look at the Rams, they have to play in Green Bay in the middle of December, the week before Christmas, all right? December 19th, all right? So a cold-weather game for the Rams. Not that that should be an issue for Stafford. He played in Lambeau once a year. But then, how about this? They come home to play Denver the following week. Then they end the season at the Chargers and at the Seahawks. Now, it's very difficult to forecast that far in advance. Because obviously, if you get to December and Aaron Rodgers isn't on the field, well, that's not nearly as difficult of a game. But when I look at this division, when you look at the 49ers and the unknown at their quarterback, and we'll get to that in a moment, when you look at Arizona and how awful Kyler Murray was in the latter part of last year in the playoff loss against the Rams, and, oh yeah, by the way, no DeAndre Hopkins on the field for the first six weeks, to me, the Rams are the best team in this division, and they will repeat as NFC West division champs. Now, here's the interesting question. Who will be the runner-up in that division? Will it be San Francisco, or will it be the Arizona Cardinals? Clearly, to me, Seattle is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They are the worst team in the NFC West. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance. What do you expect from Lance? I mean, I'd like to be able to tell you I know exactly how he's going to come out and play, but the reality is nobody knows how he is going to play, including general manager John Lynch and the head coach Kyle Shanahan. Here's what does work in San Francisco's favor. They have a cupcake schedule to open up this season. At Chicago, which should be terrible. Then they come home and take on Seattle, should be terrible. At Denver, tough game. Rams, we all know that they play the Rams very tough. Then you're at Carolina and at Atlanta before you host Kansas City and then play at the L.A. Rams. Again, I hate that schedule playing a divisional opponent twice in a month, but that's the way it is. So, again, at the Bears, home Seattle, at Denver, home Rams, home Rams at Carolina, at Atlanta before you get to Kansas City and the Rams. So, by the sixth week of the season, at the end of week six, the 49ers at the very worst – at the very worst, cannot be any worse than 3-3 three and three because then you have Kansas City and the Rams and the Chargers. All right, those are your next three games. I do not think the 49ers are a playoff team because of the quarterback situation. I'm sorry. I am not sold on Trey Lance yet. He may be a great quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback this year. I don't even think he's going to be a very good quarterback this year. Now, the one thing that I'm kind of hedging on is the fact that the Niners have very good skilled people. They have a very good running game. I'm very concerned about their offensive line, which took some big hits in the offseason. And defensively, they're very solid. But I think the 49ers, best case scenario that I see is nine wins and seven losses. And I do not have them in the playoffs. The Arizona Cardinals, flip a coin. All right, which Kyler Murray is going to show up? The first 10 or 11 games of last year when they jumped out to a 7-0 record and 10-2 and and then Hopkins got hurt and Murray looked lost. The Cardinals, to me, are the most puzzling team to figure out. I will just say that they will be a wild card. I'm just throwing it out there. I think the Cardinals will win 10 games. I think they'll lose seven, and I think they will be a wild card. Seahawks, 
I don't see them winning five games. If you told me I had to go over or under on five, I'm going under. They got major issues at the quarterback position. They are a team that is clearly on the rebuild. And I think if you're a Seahawks fan, it is going to be a long, long year. All right, let's move to the NFC North. And once again, you're talking about a division that to me is a two-team race between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Here's what you don't know about the Green Bay Packers, all right? You don't know who's going to be the number one receiver for Aaron Rodgers. We know that Devontae Adams is no longer there. We know that Devontae Adams made so many big plays. The question is, did he make most of those big plays because of his great ability or because of the Superman heroics of Aaron Rodgers, or was it a combination of both? I don't see how Green Bay is as good as last year without one of the most dynamic wide receivers in football. Here's something else. Right out of the gate, Green Bay is at Minnesota, all right? Then you're home Chicago, at Tampa, home New England, home the Giants, home the Jets, at Washington, at Buffalo, all right? So when you look at that schedule, at Minnesota, tough game. Bears, no problem. At Tampa Bay, tough game. New England should be no problem. Giants should be no problem. Jets should be no problem. So if you stop right there, Chicago's going to be a win. Giants, Jets are going to be a win. That's three. You should win at Washington. But here's the interesting part for Green Bay. You have to play at Buffalo. How good of a freaking game is that going to be at Buffalo? That is going to be a flat-out dandy. And then when you peek ahead to the end of the season, at Miami, that's on Christmas Day, home Minnesota, home Detroit. I am not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I think he can be dynamic in some games, and then he can disappear. This I don't want to put too much on a week one game. This game that's going to be coming up on September 11th is a much more important game for the Minnesota Vikings than the Green Bay Packers. If the Vikings lose at home, okay, knowing full well, all right, that they have to go to Lambeau on the 1st of January to start the new year in a game that's probably going to be very important for them, I think they're in trouble. That game, to start the season, Minnesota at home against Green Bay is a huge game for the Vikings. I think the Vikings, when I look at their schedule, okay, and again, I like to look at schedules, but I also always like to point out that you got to be careful with the schedules because of injuries. And look at all the injuries that we've seen in the preseason. But again, after week one against the Green Bay Packers, the Vikings are at Philadelphia, home Detroit, home New Orleans, home Chicago at Miami, then a bye week. So let's say, let's say that they can go one and one in the first two games, which I think is imperative. They should beat the Lions at home. They should beat New Orleans at home. They beat, should beat Chicago at home. Miami, toss up, then bye week. All right. Here's another difficult game for them. November 13th at Buffalo, they have Dallas at home. They have, again, Green Bay to start the new year. And I I always point that out because you go from a dome, then you go outside, divisional game, Lambeau. Makes me a little nervous if I'm looking at this from the Vikings fans. If the Vikings, are you ready for this? If the Vikings can start off with at least one win in their first two games, I think they're going to be in the playoffs, but I'm not so sure. Boy, if they lose their opener on the 11th to Green Bay, knowing that they have to go to Philadelphia to avert a 0-2 start, 
That is not going to be a good situation for the Minnesota Vikings. Not a good situation. All right, now to the NFC East. Devastating injury this week to the Dallas Cowboys and their stud left tackle, Tyron Smith. The Cowboys are going to miss Smith, all right? Their offensive line is nearly as good as it used to be. Zach Martin is all world at right guard. But here's the deal with the Cowboys. They have a lot of injuries. They are not a healthy team. You have an inconsistent quarterback in Dak Prescott. You have Smith, who is not a given anymore at the running back position. And then you look at defensively, Micah Parsons is all world. The guy is a flat-out stud. He is the real freaking deal. Now, look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule. 9-11, home at Tampa. I think you're going to win that game. I think Tampa's got real issues. Then you have the Bengals. Then you're at the Giants. Then you're home Washington. I think the Cowboys, even despite their injuries, at the worst, at the worst, they'll go 2-2 two and two in my opinion. All right? I think they could go 3-1, and one, but at the worst, 2-2. Two and two. But then look at this schedule. All right? Then you're at the Rams and at the Eagles in back-to-back weeks. Then you come home. Two games you should win. Detroit and Chicago. But then after a bye week, at Green Bay and at Minnesota. All right? You end the season at Tennessee and at Washington. I think the Cowboys are in trouble. I do not think they're going to be in the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be fortunate to win nine games. The team that is going to win the division in the NFC East are the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I like what Jalen Hurts does. I mean, the guy is just, he gets it done. He's a leader. Uh, Getting A.J. Brown, big move. I like their schedule. Opening up at Detroit, home Minnesota. Then they are at Washington, home Jacksonville, at Arizona, home Dallas. Okay? I think when I look at Philadelphia, they can get off to a very good start. You know, there are more challenging road games at Indianapolis. Okay? But other than that, I like their schedule. I like their health. I like their setup. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I like Washington to finish third in that division. I don't think the Commanders are going to be more than a 500 team. I think Ron Rivera is going to be on the hot seat. Uh, Listen, you go out and get Carson Wentz. You have a team that is up and down. You don't have your stud defensive lineman and Chase Young for the first four games. You do have a very interesting, easy schedule coming out of the gate. Jacksonville at home and at Detroit. When I say easy, I'm talking relatively speaking. Then you have Philly at home at Dallas, Tennessee. All right. You do have Green Bay. That game is at home. You have to go to Indianapolis. You have to go to Houston. You have to go to San Francisco. I think Washington will be lucky to be 500 this year. Then you have the New York Giants, who I think are one of the worst teams in the National Football League. Already they've got major problems on their offensive line. We don't know yet about Daniel Jones. They are going to rely on Saquon Barkley left, Saquon Barkley right, Saquon Barkley up the middle, and they're not going to win a lot of games. At Tennessee, home Carolina, home Dallas, home Chicago, home Green Bay, home Baltimore. I mean, I don't know who the hell made this schedule. I mean, it's ridiculous. Home games against Carolina, Dallas, Chicago, Green Bay, Baltimore. Then you're at Jacksonville, 
at Seattle. You end the season at Minnesota, home Colts at Philadelphia. The Giants will end up with the last place finish in the NFC East, and they will be lucky. They will be lucky, in my opinion, to win six games. All right, let's go to the NFC South, and here's the team that I think is going to take a big step back this year. But I think they're going to win the division because the NFC South is so bad. All right? The Falcons are going to stink. The Panthers are not going to be very good. And then you have the Saints and you have the Bucks. The Bucks already are, are really decimated. I want to say decimated. They have got some major issues that they have to be very concerned about. All right? And when you look at their offensive line, it's an issue. Now Tristan Wirfs, we don't know if he's going to be good in week one. You have Godwin coming back from an ACL. But you do have a very good defense. You do have Tom Brady. And when I look at that division, by default, by default, I think Tampa is going to win the division. But I think it's going to be like a nine-win division. All right? I think nine and eight will win you that division. They're at Dallas. I think they lose that game to open up the season. Sunday night football. They're at New Orleans. Now, that is an interesting schedule. At Dallas, at New Orleans. I could see them starting 0-2 and having to climb up the ladder. But here's where it gets interesting. They play Green Bay and Kansas City in back-to-back games at home. Could we be looking at an 0-4 start? For Tampa, and could I be eating my words when I pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the division? Think about that. At Dallas, at New Orleans, home Green Bay, home Kansas City. That is a brutal, brutal start to the schedule. They also have to play at San Francisco in that defense. I think the Bucs will win nine games, but because I don't really have faith and any of the other teams in that division. I mean, am I going to really pick Jameis Winston to win the NFC South over Tom Brady? I'm sorry, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. And here's the other deal. Alvin Kamara is probably going to be in jail real soon. So, you know, they're going to lose, in all likelihood, their best offensive player. They're at Atlanta, home Tampa, at Carolina, home Minnesota, home Seattle, home Cincinnati. All right, you look at... They play the AFC West, which means they got to play the Raiders, all right? Uh, When I say they play the AFC West, they play the Raiders in the AFC West. They got to play Baltimore, all right? They have to go to San Francisco. I I don't, I'm sorry. I can see this. Listen, if you told me right now, Grant, the Bucs are not going to win the division, I'd say, okay, well, then the Saints are going to win it because I sure can't pick Carolina with Baker Mayfield and that mess, and I certainly can't pick the Atlanta Falcons. All right. To me, the Falcons and the Panthers don't win half their games. Now, I know you can't win half your games with a 17-game schedule, meaning, you know, it used to be, well, you're a 500 team, you're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Now the extra game. I think at the most, Carolina wins eight games, and I think at the most, Atlanta wins five games. The Of all the games, of all the teams that I just picked in my forecast, the team that I am most uncertain about are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, I could see Tampa... Starting off 0-4, all right? I could see it. If, if they lose at Dallas, we know that they have had a real issue with the Saints. They have real problems playing the Saints. 
And when you look at that schedule, again, if, if they open up with a loss at Dallas, and I think they will, and you have to go to New Orleans on week two after the Saints have an easy week one game, knowing that you have Green Bay and Kansas City coming up in weeks three and four, that is not a good situation for the Buccaneers. So out of all the picks that I just made, I would be more leery of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than anybody. All right? I think that's a team that could take a couple of steps back. That is my NFC preview coming up on Tuesday's podcast. We will talk about the AFC. And then on Friday, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question on Tuesday's podcast. Jake asks, what athletes have personally inspired you the most? That's a great question, Jake. I would say, Jake, I'm not going to give you individual names, but athletes that have overcome major obstacles, okay? Athletes that have been told that they'll never play again because of a career-threatening injury that did not cost them their career. I love athletes that are on comebacks, Those athletes inspire me, and there are too many to name, Jake, but that's a tremendous question. But give me an athlete that beats the odds, okay, to achieve professionalism, a career. Uh, They don't even have to be really top shelf at their career, but make it into the big leagues against all odds. Those are the athletes that inspire me the most. Let's get to Andy. He says, Grant, just wanted to say you're a legend And I'm wondering, how old were you when you knew you were going to be a great pro broadcaster? Well, first of all, Andy, thank you very much for your kind words. Uh, I don't know if I'm a legend. I I don't even know if I'm a legend in my own home. And thank you again for your compliment. I always felt that I had a gift to be able to do what I've done. And I believed that when I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, Whenever we had a class assembly in middle school, and it ran short, everyone used to chant my name out, and I would have to go up on stage and do a mock play-by-play of the Knicks or the Rangers game, and I would include commercials, and I would go and do, you know, if it was five minutes, I would do five minutes. If the assembly ran 10 minutes short, I would do a 10-minute play-by-play, and I got great response from doing that, and I kind of thought that back then I could do this for a living and be happy. And I have been. I've been very blessed. Matt wants to know, do you like that every MLB team will play each other next season? I love it. I really think it's a nice job by Major League Baseball. They need to do something. Their 
sport is in trouble. So I really believe that that's great for baseball. Christian asked, does Chet Holmgren's injury show NBA players shouldn't be playing in pro-ams? Christian, I'm going to have more on this with my rant, but this was a sanctioned NBA event. The reality is players play a lot in the offseason, but I'll get to this in a couple of moments. Rob wants to know, are you surprised Urban Meyer got rehired by Fox Sports? Yes and no. When you look at the networks and some of the people that they have hired, nothing surprises me anymore. But Urban Meyer, after everything with his coaching pedigree, is going to be back on Fox Sports? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, come on now. Ryan wants to know, why do you think John Gruden didn't want to sign Brady? First of all, Ryan, I don't know if that's true or not. All right? If I knew it was true, then I could be able to answer the question. Brendan asked, will the 49ers hold on to Bosa long-term? Well, they better. If they don't, they're in trouble. Luke asked, who will have a better season this year, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Listen, I know they don't have Devontae Adams, but Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, will have a better year than Tom Brady. All right? I really believe that. Uh, Willie wants to know, what are your favorite NFL defensive formations? My favorite defensive formations, Willie, are the ones that hold teams to the fewest points in the league. All right, does that make sense? Trevor wants to know, what tier of player would you consider Dylan Brooks? All right, so Dylan Brooks of the Grizzlies. If you talk about superstar, he's not a superstar. If you talk about all-star, I wouldn't put him in that category. I would put him in the next category, although I thought he was very disappointing in the playoff series against the Golden State Warriors. Tony asked, do you believe the rumors that the Lakers are trying to trade for Donovan Mitchell? Tony, no, I don't believe it, and I will believe it when I see it. Kevin asked, why do you think KD no longer wants to be traded? Here's what I think, Kevin. I think the Brooklyn Nets flew out to Los Angeles and told him, we're not trading you. You either come to work or you're not going to get paid. So that's your choice. We're not trading you. We need to get on the same page, and let's do it. That is our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com. And again, maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Brent. Well, it didn't take long, and I talked about this leading up to the NBA draft. Chet Holmgren, who was taken second by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, I'm not a doctor. I am not an expert in anatomy, but I do have eyes. And when I watch Chet Holmgren play, it kind of makes me kind of cringe because I just see leg and foot injuries in this man's future. I mean, you look at his frame, which obviously is going to add another 30 to 40 to 50 pounds on it during his NBA playing career, and we're not even to week one of the NBA preseason, and he's out for the year with a serious foot injury, suffered in a pro-am in Seattle trying to guard LeBron James on a fast break. Now, do I have a problem with him playing in a pro-am? Not really. I have a problem with the court not being sufficient enough for a safe game. They actually called off the game in the second quarter due to moisture and condensation on the court. I mean, you can't have these athletes playing on a court that is slippery. I mean, it's ridiculous, all right? that That's awful. But these guys play a lot. They play pickup games. They play everywhere else. So I can't necessarily say I've got a problem with him playing in the pro-am But I look at Chet Holmgren, and it's why I told you I would not have drafted him. All right? I would not have drafted him. And I will tell you, I was more than impressed with what I saw in the summer league from him. I think his talent skill is through the freaking roof. But you tell me, if you're a fan of the Oklahoma City, if you're in the front office of the Oklahoma City, are you not concerned 
about this possibly being a Zion Williamson type of a deal? Where I mean, look at Williamson. He can't get on the floor, and when he does, he can't stay on the floor. Is that going to be the case for Holmgren? Let's sure hope not. But boy, this is off to a very ominous beginning for the young star at a Gonzaga. And that is my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and look forward to having you right back here next Tuesday. And don't forget Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com next Friday. So long, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.